His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolate's yay, Brasileño. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier sounds and that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Brasileño, and flush of queens on the map, yeah. So what up, what up, it's your boy Brock Brawley coming to you live from the spot over there, over there in the cut. This is Turnbucks and Brass Ducks. We got Scuba Steve in the building. Yes, sir. Double J is also in the building. I'm here. We're going to talk about wrestling. Not today. No. He still sounds like Luke Sluice. <laughs> but uh yeah so uh take us there scoop steve oh i'm gonna take you there broheim we're gonna start off with uh one of the one of the best ever i don't know ever with the uh, promo situations whatever the fuck you want to call it so we got uh, the beginning of, of SmackDown. We're going to have the contract signing. And normally I think contract signings are stupid as shit. I can't stand with you. are stupid. They're dumb. Somebody's going to get thrown to a table, whatnot. But this one, unbelievable. So Roman's music kits. I remember like, okay, I've got 15 minutes. Let me go downstairs and make a sandwich. No. La night. Interrupts with his music, and what I thought was so great about this, he walks right past the wise man, a tribal chief, does not even turn his head toward him. They are non-existent to this man. He goes in, gets the pop galore. So then they have the table, and of course, he's ahead of the table, right? Uh-uh, not this time. Why Knight decides he's going to plant his ass at the head of the table. Now, Roman's playing this off, like, kind of grinning, like, all right, young pup, whatever. you what? But you could tell it's getting on his nerves, getting on his nerves. It's nice little back-and-forth banter. He mentions to La Knight, you've never probably been in a contract signing. You've probably never been in a world championship match, whatever. And then he kind of brings up the, <laughs> the promo between him and Seth years and years ago. Where um, what, what was the wording? Um, it was uh, with it was, it was a reference to Scooby Doo, if I'm not mistaken. But this is fantastic, especially in a situation where we'll talk later. But I don't think we believe Law Knight's going to win. They're making this interesting and funny as shit. I'm digging it. I know we kind of try to skip promos, but I thought this was fantastic. JJ, what did you think of this? And then we'll start talking about some actual wrestling. It was good. I thought it was really good. I like that he cut off the Tribal Chief's music and just did his thing. Brock, what you, I know what you think because you're watching it telling us because of your call, that's kind of when we were doing our, our shtick from last week that you thought it, we were going to just fucking love it to death. So keep on that point. Yeah, uh, you know... Um... The the little nuanced things of, of him walking by <laughs> and not acknowledging them and then sitting at the head of the table and talking some pretty good shit 
It was good. It was good. But predictably, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He had a table dumped on him and Yeah, you know what's gonna happen. There you go. It's funny. But again, if you're gonna set up a match which I think well, well again we'll get into it that the majority of people think is not gonna go his way. This was this was a great start. So let's talk about that wrestling. So the LWO is gonna fight the Street Profits for the 80th time. But I will say this. At least with the LWO, you don't know which two jabronis you're going to get. This time, the jabron was Carlito and Escobar. Um, Street Profits win. This was a solid, a very solid match. Of course, well, I want to say of course, but there's just this friction is beginning. You know, um, Ray wasn't really there for him. I, I at some point, I don't know which one's going to turn, or if they're all turning on Ray. But I think that's it's inevitable. So, uh, but the match was was solid. Uh, Brock, which think of the the match? Yeah, I thought the match was solid. I I don't understand if there's so many. There's, there's what f- besides Ray? There's four other cats in this fucking Correct. club, and yet for some reason the dude who was in the middle of a match had to go check on him. <laughs> Where the fuck were the other two guys? <laughs> this happens on a little bit similar on Dynamite too, but go keep going, man. I, that, thank you for for bringing that up because that is absolutely true. Well, they like they gotta stop. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's gotta. There's gotta be like a continuity supervisor looking at all this shit and saying, you know what? That looks stupid. Let's not do that. It's just like you know all the times that we've talked shit about fucking. How long it takes somebody to come out, and they gotta hit their music when they're coming out to save them. How long they'll let the cat get his ass beat before they decide to come out. Um, it's all just ridiculous shit. You know what I'm saying? That they really need to clean up nowadays. And even the the, the idea that every time they do a backstage interview, somebody gets jumped. Every time they do a fucking uh, uh, contract signing so you know it, it ends up in a so what the fuck is the point of doing them anymore you know if they're gonna be the same shit every time mm-hmm. it, 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 when it's predictable like that yeah it's it's pathetic already you know i i totally agree and and, and I, i'm glad that you brought up the running out brock and then jj definitely want to hear what you have to say but there's not really a kind of shenanigans, but basically what happens is on screen, Logan Paul is beating up Ray. So that kind of was what Brock is talking about. You know, there has to be somebody that, but you, again, to your point, you had Wild and the other cat that were not involved. You're absolutely correct. And it's just like, nah, we're going to keep watching a handicap match while, they, while Ray gets beat. It's like, yeah. JJ, so we're seeking the match itself. It was all right. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I've just kind of lost it for the Street Profits. I'm not, I'm just not feeling it, you know? This, in my opinion, this is one of their best heel, quote-unquote heel matches. Uh, they were very aggressive. There were some shortcuts here and there. Uh, thank God um, Ford did not continually snar as much. Because that's when you know you're a bad guy when you're looking like uh, Billy Idol. You know, got the hair. So uh, I, I didn't mind the work in the ring, uh, but Brock said it best, and it's funny. It's going to come up later. 
another situation. It's like, okay, um, why is this person going to check when you had two perfectly, you know, like non, they're not involved in match that could have gone and checked them out. But again, it's just more jabronian against the LWO, which I've, I really can't stand, but I, I hate to say it. I, I hope I can't wait till they fucking turn heel and, and they actually get some, some matches and, and get some, uh, get a push because other than Ray, they're not fucking pushing any of them. Uh, speaking of non pushing and really having no fucking direction here, we've got uh, Shotzi in a singles match. JJ, do you want to take the honors of, the, of saying the name? No. Chelsea Green. Oh yeah. So we have we have Chelsea in another fucking singles match. Can we you know what? Just get rid of the fucking tag team belts. Actually, if anything, put them on NXT and never never let them go. Because at least NXT had some some solid teams. Um it looks like they are setting up though with Shotzi and uh Scarlet, I believe. Uh but Really, this this made no sense. It's another fucking singles match, which we're going to talk about. Another singles match on Raw. Uh, it was okay. Shotzi takes the W. JJ, talk about it. No. <laughs> Brock, do you want to talk about it? The only thing that I'll say is that Chelsea Green is a hell of a hand. Uh, I'm not knocking her. Again, actually, if anything, I think she's becoming better in the ring. But the the creative of this is just like, what in the fuck are you doing? Have some tag team fucking matches. I'm sorry. And then the worst part is that they keep showing the vignettes for the witches. They keep having backstage things with... um, The two ones, the two little ones. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I don't know. All right, let's let's continue. Let's let's not even bother anymore. But you know, again, all all respect for Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. See, that's what you were supposed to do, but you wouldn't do it. Sorry. All right, so we get eggnog. Here comes. Do the roar. Eggnog. Roar. Huh? You said eggnog. Who's got eggnog? I like eggnog. Eggnog's gross. No, eggnog is fantastic. And if you care, you'll make sure I have some this year. All right. Wow. Only if it's Borden, though. What's that? Only if it's Borden. No, I got to Yeah, it has to be homemade and has to be some liquor in it. All right. Homemade? Who the hell makes eggnog? You know, oddly enough, my, my, my stupid old man. The he same people that big. fucking... Uh, What's that shit that we drink? Poquito. Poquito. Yeah, who makes a lot of here? All right. Um, Cena comes out, promo, questioning himself, feeds off the crowd, wants to fucking match, solo, blah, 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 blah. Who wants to talk about it? No. Oh, man, I'm so... Like, I was over Cena when Cena was a fucking... was there like that. Now this whole fucking second run, man... Okay, you know why Cena's not the greatest of all time, and I don't know why they would even give him that fucking distinction? Because he's never been fucking heel. He's never played heel. And if you've never done both sides of that fucking coin, then I think you ain't shit. 
every all the greats have gone have played heel. It's the only, both ways. The only two that I could think of that never did are fucking Sting and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ricky, yeah, Ricky. I know. But that's it, you know what I mean? And every all the all the other greats, you know, your Rick Flays, your Hulk Hogan's, fucking uh Bret Hart, fucking Stone Cold, The Rock. Yeah, everybody's Stone going Stone Cold turn was so fucking bad. Undertaker, but I mean he started off heel, remember? Oh stay out. you know, he's an old guy champ with the uh scene then he became healed by booting the king of the ring and 316, yeah, you're right. No, I agree, but uh, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm kind of, man, sorry. Sorry, John. Um, all right. Like, nobody likes to ask kiss, and that's what he fucking is all the time. Oh. I do it for these people, and these people have the right to do me. Oh, you, made me, you made me so happy right there, Brock, because I cannot wait to talk about Ron and JJ's hatred for for somebody. Oh. Ah, see, I didn't even got to say the name. Who does she hate? Cody Rhodes. Oh. <laughs> There's more than one. The only thing he had a saving grace this time was that he actually had uh, a fierce moment. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk, hey, let's talk about that show when it's time. We're going to talk about a, a Cedric Alexander sighting. And for really no fair fucking reason, him and Dragon Lee are going to go at it. Um... It was it was solid uh, back and forth, some good moves. I always, I respect the hell out of Alexander, uh, Dragon Lee, solid. Uh, Lee takes the W, shows some respect after the match, a little handshake. I actually wish Alexander would have fucked him up after that, just to try to get some some heat. But you know, uh, Brock, what you think? It was a really good match. And uh, what was up with all the fucking vignettes that everybody got? This week on both shows, as a matter of fact, oh, I was going to bring that up for Raw. I've been lately yeah. the past like three or four shows. That's all they do. Raw was terrible. Dude, Very I think interesting. There's more vignettes than there were fucking matches. So, since we're talking about that stuff, here comes the Bel Air promo. Somehow, she now has a one-on-one match with Eo Sky. Thank you, Nick Aldis. For what reason? I have no fucking idea. She lost the three-way with Asuka and Flair, disappeared, came back to save Flair last week, so that automatically makes her the number one contender, I guess. Uh, whatever. Um, somebody else. Talk about it. Yeah. Agreed. All right. I mean, they seem to make try to make her a leggy, but overall... Um... <laughs> We go ahead and get niggas the, the fucking uh, with Bobby and be all fucking heelish. But I mean, they have to go fucking full bore heel already, man. Like all this fucking halfway nonsense is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they, you know, she's all oh, uh, vengeance now, vengeance. What, what are you, Batman? I mean, fuck off. All right, so we get to our fifth. So there's five matches on this two-hour program this time. So two more than last week. We get La Night. And uh, and Mr. Jimmy Uso, good match, good pacing. The chance of Jay is better was fantastic, in my opinion. Um, 
Poor guy, Uso, man. Uso splash hits. For some reason, LA Knight says, uh-uh. He gets out of it. Um, and, of course, what are you, you going to do? You're, you're going to put Knight over, of course, going into the match. And, of course, shenanigans galore afterwards. The, the Tribal Chief is not playing. Uh, Brock, talk to me about the, the last match of the evening. We got Uso. We got La Knight. I don't like what they're doing with Jimmy, man. Like... If he was going to go heel again, you got to go full bore heel. Like, this comedy heel shit, I don't like it, man. You're making him look stupid. And then he's doing all this bloodline shit when he – it just doesn't make sense, man. Like, I don't like I don't know it. what they're doing. I have no idea either. JJ, do you know? Do you like it? Hey, Jimmy? I mean, I get it. I get it. They're trying to have that, you know, uh, that – Make him look like the weak link, giving them the opportunity later on so that, you know, he's going to go back and, you know, go against Roman again. He's acting crazy. He's acting cray-cray. I don't know. I'm waiting for Roman to snap on his ass. Yeet. Uh, So that finishes off our first program of the evening. Smack it down. It was okay. Again, uh, this, the, 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 we're going to talk more about vignettes in a minute. I'm going to have this shit. All right. So we get to, uh, we're going to go ahead and get Rampage here started up. Um, solid card. We're going to start with Santana Ortiz, uh, the former, what were they? Blood and Pride or something like that. What were they called as a team? They were LAX. Way back, yeah, and then when they went to, but when they, they they were never called really LAX that much in AEW, they were somebody else. Proud, proud and powerful. That's what it was. Well, they were just um, Santana and Ortiz when they were in AEW. Huh? They were just Santana and Ortiz in AEW. Shivani starts calling them proud and powerful. I don't think he did. I'm I'm actually reading it. So. It's on the internet, and ever since Al Gore developed it, everything that's on the internet is true. So. Yeah. Um, for some reason, there's there's behind, allegedly behind Heat, and then there's the in front of the camera Heat. Santana does take the W. Um, what do you think, Rock? Um, I don't know. I you know, it's interesting when you know that there's you know beef is behind the scenes between them, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that one. So was Steve. I thought it was a good match. It was solid, but maybe I just don't like the idea of, of this. Like, okay, because I, I, I'm going to apologize. I think it was Santana that was injured when this started boiling over when they had that uh, cage match, Blood and Guts. Um, where he walks. So I think the problem is any heat that they had at that point has diminished based on how long that this rivalry has not happened. So who knows? We'll, 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 uh, we'll see. What, I, I like them both. I really do. So, uh, again, it was it was decent. All right, so we're going to have the, I guess, the what the fuck of the night. We're going to have a four-way to determine who is going to face the women's champ the next day on Collision. Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, Anna J, and Abandon. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've not seen Abandon, Abaddon. you know what? 
I have a lisp. Stop teasing me about it. Okay. Well, That's rude as hell. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. She does not appreciate the handicap. Anyway. I'm handicapped. Abaddon. Hey, I, I've got stickers on my car. All right. So, again, uh, not some people are not always familiar with Abaddon. I guess she got injured. She did start uh, when AEW, but then I guess injured or left. But she takes the W over the other three, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, Anna Jay. Sorry, Brock, two of the three ladies that you admire took the loss. But it is Anna Jay that actually does take the pin, which means tomorrow night, if we are talking about this being on Friday, we're going to have Abaddon versus the ladies' champ. JJ, what do you think of the ladies? It was all right. Abaddon scared me. She is she creepy did. She's as like, fuck. Who the fuck is this? He was scary. Abaddon. Huh, 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 huh. Brock, I know you're bitter. Anna J, Sky Blue. You you like, uh, you know, you think Willow's a nice, pretty young lady, which she is. Unfortunately, it's the whack job looking Abaddon take the W. You okay with that? Uh, a little bit. It's you know, a little knew. refreshing. Yes. I, I tell you, I thought it was that was fantastic. Uh, but again, it was. It, she is fresh. If I have a booking issue, she hasn't very sparingly wrestled prior. But now, within one TV match, she's getting a world title shot. So, but I they did the same thing with Ruby. You hadn't seen Ruby win a match in how fucking long, and then she got a shot. So, uh, so now we got Kyle Fletcher, who is really, really doing a good job against Takeshita. I'm going to call him the Alpha. Um, they get into it. There's not really an ending of the match. Fletcher attacks at the at the end of both Hobbs and the Alpha with a chair. Throw him out of the ring, and then the oddity here is Callus steps in the way, and it's not really oddity because we're talking about it later. He then decides, uh, instead of Hobbs beating the shit out of him, that he really wanted to give Fletcher another opportunity to join his family. The twenty-three-year-old, and he is so young, but he is so good, um, appears to accept the offer, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Now, the match itself—they actually worked very well. A lot of quick exchanges, counters. I know uh, JJ appreciates the chain wrestling. Uh, but again, there was there was the numbers game. He decided he was going to use a chair, and Callis uh, recruited him. Um, JJ, we're sick of the match, and I guess we have a new member. Member. Uh, it was really good. It was really good. Did he say he was joining? He he seemed. We're going to talk later because do you remember? We do have two other AEW programs to chit chat. I'm not saying he did. It seemed like he did. Mm-hmm. But again, he did take a fucking chair to him, so maybe uh, Hams and the uh, and the uh, Alpha may not appreciate it. But we're going to talk about that later. What I'm asking you is, what you think about the match? Me or Jay? You? You? She already said her opinion. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was the kid could go, man. You know, and, and Takesh is no slouch either, so. No, he is not. He's he getting not. he he. I don't know. He had like a little time where he wasn't so good, and then he's getting back to normal. Uh, man, I think it could be who he's been working with. I mean, he's had a, all these matches with really top-notch talent. I mean, you're either going to get better or you're not going to get booked. But he, in my opinion, was already pretty solid. 
But that gets us through uh, Rampage, so we're going to talk about another AEW product, Collision, which I really enjoyed. I'd say this this might be one of the – well, it's just like we discussed last week, ladies and gentlemen, all four, five, six, hopefully ten of you, uh, listen, they bookended perfectly. We're going to start off with AR Fox and Jay White. AR Fox can fucking move. They just got to figure out what they're going to do with him. They made him heal for literally a week to team with uh, Swerve uh, against Darby and Nick Wayne. And, of course, he's heal now. And then he kind of disappeared. He was teaming with one of the uh, brothers after the one brother had that horrendous fucking uh, ankle injury. But Jay White and him, uh, this was this was fantastic. Uh, I was so impressed with both. But Jay White, in my opinion, almost pulled a Gunther here. It was back and forth, back and forth. And then it just got to a point like, no, I'm done. Uh, and just does a uh, – hits a Blade Runner to get the uh, to get the pin. But the funnier part is, of course, there was the constant shenanigans of the rest of the Bullet Club gold with the guns and uh, JJ's favorite, Juice Robinson – um, and in the midst of this, MGF decides in a hoodie that he's going to run in and snag his AEW world title off of the table. But, of course, there's that many people there. And it's, of course, Juice Robinson being the snitch calls him out. And there goes MGF. Now, I have been critical of the announcing. And I don't think I'm the only one because now they're having Tony Schiavone. Sorry. What the heck was that? Oh, I threw his toy. Sorry, ladies. I know that was a weird sound. Anyway, so because I think I think Nigel McGuinness is missing the mark here. I don't think he I don't think he does the heel announcing very well, uh, in my opinion, which is odd because I really do enjoy him in the past. Uh, but the match was fantastic. Uh, Brock, do you agree? Yeah, for sure. And. Um... I agree with the AR Fox assessment that uh, find something for this dude. They should have just kept him fucking with with Swerve. There you know what I'm saying? That oh, shit was... I would have done that, yes. But before then, he was really good with one of the Martin brothers, the one that didn't get hurt. He was doing real well with them too, man. Yeah. Whatever happened to that other one? They were in that uh, four way for the RH title, and he. Did a move from the top, uh, top ring rope onto like two tables and landed funky. Who was it? The older brother or the younger? Brother? Younger, younger. Dante. Yeah. Oh, the other one's what? Darius. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. It was, and it was really no fault of anyone's. It was just, just he he missed his mark by six inches, maybe, and oh, it was it was gross. And good good luck for his comeback, especially the way he. He does in the ring that ankle. Ooh, yeah. makes it, uh. So, uh, JJ, what's the new match? I'm just, it was good. I'm just so fucking tired of the blatant and obvious fucking shenanigans. This, this shit's got to stop. Like, you know, enough's enough, you know? Enough's enough, and it's time for a change. Name that wrestler, Brock. <laughs> I'm a black heart, damn it. I'm not a nugget. <laughs> you got it, dude. You got it. I love it. If, if 
if anyone can smell what the rack's cooking, it's me. Look how big my damn nose is. Oh my god, who was that? Dude, <laughs> Owen Hart when uh, DX did a spoof against the Nation of Domination. Their spoofs are fantastic. Oh my god. But they were, it was great. And they had this nobody who had Owen's Hart voice to a T. And they put this big fake nose on him. And they he was wearing like this outfit that looked like it was uh, policemen do not cross tape on him. It was hilarious. It was funny. We'll watch it after we're done, Jake. You will love it. It will be fantastic. So, Brock, you were saying about AR uh, Fox. No, we were moving on on that. All right, we're going to move on then. I am going to piggyback on on JJ. I'm, but I was going to wait a little bit. There's a certain point I want to hit, but uh, hit this. But I'm fucking tired of it. I'm just fucking tired. Hey, we're a group of five. You know what? If that's the you need, I guess we're going to have to start not only heel stables, but there are some babyface stables. We need more of them, I guess. So even the fucking odds, because it's getting to the point. It's just, it's fucking stupid. And the referees are are. They have the worst peripheral of all time, and there's there's two things I'm going to hit later on on some other shows that I, I may note of. Uh, but we're going to go to the next thing, which we get to see the boys. Castle's boys. Unfortunately, Dante, or excuse me, uh, Don Castle does not really stay around. Don he brings Callis? out the boy. Huh? Don Callis? No. Dalton Castle. Oh. He's the one that feeds the boys with fake stuff in his hands. I don't know what you're talking about. You've seen him. I'll show a picture, honey. You, you've seen him, and you're actually like he he faced Jay White a couple weeks ago in Collision, but he had the bad back. So, but oh, uh, is he, that the guy that that comes out with the with the guys with the masks? That's the boys. Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, I like that guy. It, yeah, he came out but didn't stay with him. So again, we still have the four on two. But they didn't need it. This is a squash. It was over in a minute and a half. Uh, the boys didn't really get much of anything, so fuck it. Um, either one of you want to talk about the squash by the guns? Mm-mm. No. You know, I, and I do understand it because again, they are going after full gear, the uh, ROH tag team champion. No plural here. Uh, so you're not going to have them lose, but man, I, I don't. This squash and these guys are just sick. Well. Next, we have Sheeta versus Abaddon for the World's Championship. Now, this is a boom. It's a boom. night fight. Okay, so I guess it's anything goes. Now, the, I thought the match was solid. You had me at <laughs> the announcers made this big deal because, again, weapons are allowed in this thing. Uh, there was a lot of kendo action with kendo stick. But when Abaddon grabs a bag and you're thinking, oh, my God, it's tax. It could be like what Moxley had, which was glass. Nope. It's candy. And I think candy corn in particular. And the announcers just played it all like, and then she power bombs. Uh, she ends up power bombing uh, Abaddon on it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they power bombed. She power bombed her into the candy. Love that part. It was just stupid, weird shit. But, um, of course, you're not gonna. You're not gonna have a sheet of drop to Abaddon. No offense to no offense to Abaddon. Uh, we already heard JJ's opinion. Brock. Uh, I'm not a big sheet of fan. I'm big hitting not to be, and I hate that. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say lame. I don't know. It's just, uh... 
She's lame. But Abaddon is fucking creepy, bro. I'll give her that, man. Oh, dude, she was like one point under the ring and she pops out. It's like, what the fuck? I liked it. I I, I hope they, they they do something with her. Like, let's say, hey, how about we build a female character besides Tony Storm, which, by the way, she came out. She didn't appreciate her very much. But I, I tell you what, to- Rock, you've been preaching about Tony Storm. And I was like, you're an idiot. Well, I'd say this this uh, form of her is fucking fantastic. So uh, they're meeting up, I think, at Full Gear. Do not quote me on that. It's not official yet. But um, next is our second squash na- or squash of the night. Samoa Joe versus Rhett Titus. Now, Rhett Titus is a name. He was at one time the champ himself in ROH. Uh, but this was a, just a bulldozer job from start to finish. But I don't give a fuck. Red thought he was going to jump off the top rope and hit him. And Samoa did his look away, nonchalant, not going to happen, which makes me giggle like a schoolgirl. I love it. But that's the only thing I liked about this. It's another squash. Um, either one of you want to talk about Samoa. Hey, Samoa does fantastic. Love you, Samoa. But squashy. What do you think? Rock. Squashy. Mm-hmm. JJ. It was good. I mean, it's Samoa Joe. You know, you. it's good, you know. So now we're continuing with the uh, FTR rivalry against the current AEW champs of Big Bill and Ricky. Ricky. Ricky Starks. So the match itself was solid, especially considering that Dax is not a singles wrestler. Um, but Ricky does take the pin because of the distraction. Because House of Black was just kind of chilling, standing in the crowd watching the match. Julia Hart was on the top of the stage. And for some reason, this distracted Harwood, but not as much Ricky, maybe because they were all heels. And he does take the W. But then um, we, we end up getting, of course, Malachi, Brody King, and Buddy in the ring. And all hell breaks loose. But then Roosh... Preston Vance, former 10 from Dark Order, and Drylistico come out for the save. Interesting. They've done a bunch of vignettes. Now they're here. And I guess they will be looking to go with a program with the House of Black. Brock, what'd you think? A lot to take in. A lot to take in. Yeah, it was like... They were just throwing a whole bunch of shit against the wall to see which stuck. That is kind of what it felt like. And I feel like they're doing that a lot with um, with everything with MJF. There is... Uh, hold on. All right, since we're to the match, uh, we're not actually. When we get to that match, we'll talk, I'll give my opinion on that. But So... We have two matches left. We have a third squash match in the night. Claudio. What? All I hear is... Stay still. Oh, my bad. That is true. That's not me. It's not me. Uh, Castanoli beats up a guy, Tracy Williams. Um, and, of course, this is setting up. He's going to have a match against Orange Cassidy for the inter- international title. Uh, but it's our third fucking squash out of five matches. 
Any any anyone want to jump in on this? Or are we going to go to the main event? No, I'll go to the main event. Brock, agree. Okay. So speaking of the AEW and half of the ROH Tag Team Champions, we've got MJF going against Kenny Omega. Now I, I was a little nervous with this. I saw interference galore. But then when I looked at my watch and I saw they gave him like 30, there was about 30 to 35 minutes left in the program, minus your picture in picture. Um, This is, to me, this is probably one of the best matches MJF has done. Now, I didn't watch him a lot in the independent, so maybe he has. And of course, Kenny has proven he can make a nine-year-old girl and a blow-up doll look fantastic, but they were going back and forth technically. A lot of reverses and and stuff, and, and MGF did not look like a fish out of water whatsoever. He looked really good, and he is our douchebag, because I, I love it. They, they kind of go to a stalemate trying to wrestle technically, and MGF pulls out his hand Yells to the crowd, you know, as far as sportsmanship. And Kenny, eh, he shakes the hand. And, of course, MGF in a douchebag style has to poke him in the fucking eye. Pokes him in the eye later on, too. So, I mean, it's just it, he throws some comedy. It was great match work back and forth. It was, man, there were so many, like, very close false finishes. Don Callis, though, does show up. Let's screwdriver in a hand, but really does not have an outcome or any issue with the outcome because – he gets shooed away before he can do anything. And there's they do tease a roll-up finish by MGF because of the distraction from Kenny. Kenny kicks out. They still go for another eight minutes or so. So I'm very glad that the distraction did not cost anyone the match. But after uh, pulling out his best friend's move and then his own, he takes the W from Kenny. Kenny gets you know, a little distraught. But MJF in, a, in an odd, of course, he's becoming babyface, allegedly, gives all the respect to Kenny. Now, off camera, they have an interesting promo kind of back and forth, kiss, kissing each other's ass. Uh, but I think that was after the actual cameras went off. But this match was fucking great. I feel bad for Kenny. Kenny can't win a fucking match. But at least, in my opinion, this match was clean. Callus came out for a hiccup, and it did not have any issue as far as uh, how the outcome uh, occurred. So um, I appreciate that. Um, Brock, did you like the match? Not like the match? Am I overhyping this shit? No, it was a really, really, really good match. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was thinking about that shit. And like, what MJF match did you know that wasn't really, really good? You know what I mean? He had a good one against Danielson, against Cole, against fucking Samoa Joe. Against but it was CM less Park. technical than this one. This one, he for the first half of the match, it was technical. You know, where those matches, yes, they were solid. But what I'm saying, this is the best technical match I've seen in wrestling. And let's go ahead and tilt the hat to Mr. Omega. But still, I thought this was great. No, it really was a good match. And it was, I was glad I got to, it's the only match I really got to catch on this shit like that. You caught the right one. You caught the right one, baby. Oh. JJ, what's think of the match? It was really good. You know, I love those kinds of technical matches like that. That's my favorite. 
And I do think, MJ, you know, MJF has had good matches, but this was definitely different. It, it was more tit for tat, more, you know. I know it's cute that he does the um, the kangaroo kick, but. Oh, you got that in there, baby. But I will say sometimes I think that takes his edge or serious. It's kind of like, you know, how we've talked about um, Orange Cassidy, how Orange Cassidy has all his stick, which sometimes I think takes away from his actual ability. I can see why you would say that because yeah, that's it. So that uh, excuse me, frog in my throat. My apologies. Uh, that ends our collision. So we're just trucking right along. <clears throat> excuse me again. So we get to get to Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with this. Um, such a stupid fucking raw. So let's talk about it. Ah, well, we have to. We have to be impartial. Raw opens up with Rhea Ripley, the leader of Judgment Day, ex-con Dirty Dom, and uh, Mister. I wish I was in the Judgment Day. McDonough. Um, talks about all the success of the Judgment Day currently, and they have all the belts. But here comes Sammy. I love the fact that Sammy apologized and said, I know you didn't call my name, but I came out anyway. I thought that was fucking fantastic. The, again, it's like what Kevin Owens used to do all the time, too. Like, you came out. We didn't call your name. You're not supposed to fucking come out. Like, I wouldn't say, like, uh, you, know, you know, breaking down the fourth wall or whatever, but kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Everybody knows you call the name. They're coming out. So he's pissed off. He wants to fight uh, Priest, but uh, Priest already has a match set up. And, of course, uh, Ray's got a match set up with Ricochet this night. So Rita says, you know what? Dude, like you just said everything wrong in that fucking sentence. He, would, he wanted a match with, with Dom, but Dom had a match with Ricochet. You said Ray. Oh, and, my apologies. I have, I'm so sorry, man. And then it was Rhea who set up a match with him and with and, him and, and, and Priest, because Priest gets pissed off at this. He has. Um, but I was going to get to that point. My apologies. Um, so yeah, because McDonough had the match with Seth. That's what it was. My, I had the wrong big-headed dude. Um, but it looks like they're going to jump on. Uh, good old Sammy, because the math says so. But then here comes Ricochet, because he is, again, going to face Dom, and it's, he's going to face him right the fuck now. So uh, Mysterio, of course, there's just, again, too much interference, too much distraction. McDonough, the final distraction for the roll-up by Dom. Now, he rolls him up. The referee is, is in perfect position to see the fact that Dominic has his feet on the ropes for leverage purpose for the roll-up. He has tights, but the ref can't see that. But the ref is looking right at his legs on the fucking ropes and says, three count, and we're done. Come on. I am about sick and fucking tight. I'm all good for him grabbing the tights. And I'm all good for him doing the, uh, 
that he'll work on the ropes. But don't make it so blatantly obvious that anyone could have seen it. Like, the, the, I, I blame the ref on this. He was positioned in a way there was no, there's, he had to have seen it. Like, there's no other fucking way. Hated it. What did you guys think of the match? I'm going to start with, uh, with Brock. Uh, I mean, the match was all right. I, I, you know, once again, you got to say that this nigga Dom is coming a long way with his in-ring work. Especially if you watched him on um, Tuesday. On Tuesday yes, on ma'am. NXT, he had a great fucking match with, um, what's his name, babe? Uh, uh, Frazier. Great fucking match. So to your point, Brock, I, I can't agree more. Uh, he is. Go ahead, Brock. Keep going. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Um, still kind of over this whole Judgment Day shit. I, can, can something happen already? Can we get to, you know, some kind of... I don't know. Either they're gonna split, or they're gonna fucking become more powerful. I mean, just do something, man. Yeah, I agree. Everything's moving at a fucking snail pace, and it's it's getting annoying already. It's just. And I'm all about storytelling, but come on. And what again, the the blatant shenanigans and the the shitty fucking refereeing. Now that's that's the other thing. It's just I'm over it. You know. I, I totally agree. And uh, Ricochet is not quite done yet as far as uh, I think he's you – know, there's a little segment with him and uh, Adam. Yeah, and that was stupid too. You know, but uh, what it, – it is – it teams with it is. Now, so I've read conflicting reports, but there's a good possibility the Creed brothers have been called up to Raw. They have a match against Alpha Academy. The reason there is some confusion, in my opinion, is the very next night they have a match with Los. Los they still call themselves Los Lotorios or whatever, JJ. No. What do they call themselves now? You know, I have no clear, no clue. Great wrestlers though, but uh, but they're in there with Alpha Academy, and I mean, you could. I know a lot of people uh, doing YouTube's and podcasts and stuff say they are almost mirror images of. First of all, Alpha Academy, which is dead wrong. But also, they're very, being compared to the Steiners. I see that a little bit. And then the Road Warriors, which I don't see at all. Um, but this is a fantastic match. Great match. Won by the Creed Brothers. So Alpha Academy is doing their bit to go ahead and uh, put the young guys over. There was a few spots here and there. But for two teams that I don't think could be dead wrong that have really uh, had – time and going together. I thought this match was great. Um, there really wasn't much of any distractions. Um, there was a slight point and unfortunately what, what is that? Doing? Brock, what are you doing? Not doing anything. No, huh? It ain't me and it ain't her. I don't know. What did you guys hear? Uh, it sounds like pots and pans in some form. No, no pots and pans. It's your no, cup. So, so we're You're trying to get ice to drink something. Uh, good call. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyhow, 
unfortunately, Ivy Nile, I don't say unfortunately, but uh, Ivy kind of gets on the ring uh, apron, which is, from what I hear, the hardest part of the ring. You're welcome, Sam. And doesn't distract, but she's trying to cheer the creeds on, and uh, that, that wasn't holding well. So she gets dragged down um, by the female member of Excuse me again. My bad. I apologize. Maxine Dupree of the Alpha Academy. Tazawa stands in the way, and for his trouble, he gets German suplex by Ivy. Can you stop picking on Tazawa, Ivy? Pick on somebody like, like, like I don't know, Nia Jax. Do that to Nia Jax. I'll be impressed. But to Tazawa, leave that poor man alone. But after the match, there's hugs and kisses for everybody, shaking hands, kissing babies. Everybody gets along. Um, I thought the match was, was great. They gave him a shitload of time. And I hope it is true the Creed's got brought up. Because get more teams and more teams and more teams. The only problem is they don't do shit with them anyway. And if, if they go by the usual, uh, they'll be split up in six months going after each other. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope they stay together. And I hope they split the fucking tag team belts. Brock, did you like the match? Uh, the match was good. I was I was – very, very surprised that the Creed Brothers won that match. I don't know if I'm okay with that either. Well, JJ, I tell you, I think right away I was not okay. Um, I want to see, it's kind of one of those things of like, I want to see a month from now what they do with the Creeds and, you know, what they're going to do at the Alpha Academy. Does this put us in a situation of, uh, they they, they kind of Gable does his singles thing, which they've been pushing off and on for the last couple months. I don't know. I hope not, because I, I think then Otis kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Or you put Otis together with Tazawa, but it's not, it's not the same. But we'll see. Uh, JJ, what do you think about the match? It was good. I mean, I I like the Creed brothers. I think there's still a little greenness to them, but I mean, they're good. And they've grown a lot from what we've seen them, you know. Amen to that, boy. They were greener than, oof. but uh, but yeah, they get the W, and, and I'm I'm excited for them because they had a good match with. Uh, uh, I'm going to call him Los Lotharios until I find a better name for him. Uh, the next night in a tables, ladder, and chairs match. So I mean, they go back to back, and this is in like North Carolina or South Carolina, where then they have to fly back to Orlando to do that one. So. Not that that's a 20-hour flight, but still, it's like bang, bang. Speaking of bang, bang, we got the DIY together. First time on Raw against Imperium. Um, so good, my man. So good. Man, this match was fantastic. I've always been a big fan. I think a lot of us have with DIY. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Imperium. I don't like the direction they're going right now, to be honest. They are so teasing a split. I don't see how that benefits anybody, um, especially because – they're not a big component of Gunther's matches. They come out with Gunther, they do the little twirly twirly for his coat, and they leave. Gunther doesn't really use them like um, Roman used the bloodline. You know, they, they're not really around the ring. They go back. So, uh, you know, I would just have kept them, uh, hopefully they continue, but I hope they keep them as a team. And then hopefully at some point when they split the tag team belts that they get a little push. But this match was great. Uh I tell you what, Gargano gets the pin over Vince, which of course he's under the gun. 
and gets the super scowl from his tag team partner, Ludwig Kaiser. But uh, DIY, I think, had the win in their premiere on Raw, but I think they should have picked a different opponent and built to this match later. JJ, I know you like the match. You already kind of said it, but anything else? Nope. It was a good freaking match, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe because we've seen them kind of had matches before. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, But I definitely don't agree with them breaking up Imperium. Brock, enlighten us. Yeah, I mean, the match was really, really good. Um, Also, do not agree with and I also agree with you that they probably should have built up to this match instead of just giving it to us right away. But, uh, you know, you, you couldn't find uh, Shelton, excuse me, I apologize, Cedric Alexander, a tag team partner to, to go ahead and get beat up on. I mean, he's a free agent. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> so then, during last week's match between the then NXT champion, Becky and Andy Hartwell, Candice LeRae, of course, I tell you, Cole's been a little bit rough, and I love the cat, but man, he, uh, he, uh, what did he, he called Candice LeRae, Candice Michelle. Michelle. Whoa. Who hasn't and I like forever. Like, I don't know why the hell he yeah. said her. You know, it's not like, you know what, I'd expect that from like EO Sky when you first brought her up. You know, and, and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's so weird. But what I did like about it is um, his partner, he brought it up. He, instead of just, like, keep going, keep going, keep going, they brought it up, and, and, and Michael kind of owned up. He goes, man, it's tough getting old. It really is. So I do appreciate that openness of, like, okay, I fucked up. Instead of us just going toward this match between Candice LeRae and Zia Lee. I'm going to, you know, we're going to uh, acknowledge it, not Roman, and then keep going. So I did enjoy that. Um, this match fucking sucked. Um, maybe went three minutes, I guess. And Zia Lee hits kind of a, I don't not I'm not a jiu-jitsu person or karate person, but kind of, a, I don't want to say the word basic, but just a round kick, kind of a round heel kick, something like that, which knocks Candace Lee yeah, was- loopy-doopy. It was very bizarre, the whole scene. I, I was wondering how much she was really fucking knocked up. That is the question of the day, because um, was it legit, or was it to sell how much of a fucking badass Zia is? Because they are still building to her and, and Becky for, without the belt. So which I'll touch on a little later. So this, but I don't like it. Uh, now, now, knock on wood, Candice, if you're legitimately injured, please speedy recovery, take care of yourself. Especially anything deal with the with the skull, not good. But if this is a if this is a total work, which which in my opinion I think it is, but that's who am I? Um, shame on you. So, uh, JJ, anything you want to add? No, I thought it was garbage all around. I thought. Zia Lee, and I'm all for building her up. I am, you know, I've seen her have really good matches, but this was just not it. This was not a way to do it. This was not kosher for her. It, she just all around looks stupid. Her entrance, 
everything was just stupid. Yeah, that entrance. It's it's better than the one where it had like animation, but it's still not a very good entrance. No. You know, and they I I don't they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their. If they don't care, I shouldn't care. But I know this is building again because it does pop up later on here. Where when Becky's in an interview, Zaylee cuts her off. Zaylee accuses her of purposely losing the belt, so she doesn't lose the belt to her. Well, that's uh, that's stupid. Uh, but about as stupid as her entrance. So let's keep chucking. We get the world champion Seth Rollins versus JD McDonough. Now Seth decides he's going to try to cut a promo before the match. Not his best move because JD decides he's tired of hearing his voice and jumps him from the back. Can't fault him for that. It was getting kind of boring. Um, so. But Seth and him had a fantastic match for the small amount of time they got. Uh, it was competitive, uh, but of course Seth isn't dropping a, a loss, uh, whether it's for the title or not. And there's a little tease here that uh, there's going to be a cash-in, but it doesn't affect the champ. He ends the uh, ends it with a pedigree and a stomp, one, two, three. Keeps an eye on Priest the whole time. Um, the match was good. These two are quality opponents. I, I am kind of getting tired of J.D. McDonough being the beat-up boy because I think he is a lot better than that. But hopefully this may lead, if very quickly, as we've all stated, something where he gets in the bloodline and then, and then he takes off. Uh, Brock, what do you think of the match and all the BS with it? Uh, I mean, the match was all right. But, again, you know what I mean? It's just kind of done with the whole bloodline thing. I mean, the Judgment Day shit. Um, when the fuck is this guy going to cash in already? What's that going to look like? You know, no. we may be talking about that with our predictions. Who knows? <sighs> JJ, you know, you're next. I, I, only three of us again. It's just the shenanigans, the stupidity. The match was good, you know. McDonough's great. Seth is great, you know. Just, I don't know. They're great. And it, it is. It's definitely become tiresome and just meh. Can't, I, I can't argue with any of you, as you know, so I won't. Oh, and oh, you forgot good. Cody coming out in his little speech. and That's later. No. He jumped the gun. It was no, wasn't it the last match? No, that's not that. We still have two matches left. Oh, okay, my bad. Come on, man! Now you ruined it. Sorry. I, I had I had sound bites and and everything. I had I had Cody queued up with an interview I had with him. Now you fucked it up. So I'm not playing it. Fuck you guys. Good. I'm going home. Skip the sound bites <laughs> and let's just go. So we're gonna get. For the second time in three days, tag team champions. Say it, JJ. Chelsea Green. Beautifully done. She's in a um a I want to get this correct a trick or treat street fight, which basically means it's a everything goes. But we're gonna we're gonna call it whatever because it's the holiday season. Excuse me, the Halloween season. She's going against uh, Natalia now. Natalia's not facing Chelsea Green, though, ladies and gentlemen. She's facing the female version of Bret Hart. Oh, my God. Their fucking costumes were... She dresses Bret Hart. Hyper dressed as Jim the Anvil, her dad. It was fucking fantastic. There's these 
Like, I, what were they? The must like hairy mustaches that that uh, Piper Niven put on her chest. Oh she my! Had the God. perfect goatee, red goatee for him. On, thank you, Piper Niven and and Chelsea Green. It was great. And during the match, there is a stop it. There's a cross. There's a naked cross sighting. Well, basically, there's this table that has some pumpkins on it, and they were used as weapons. There's three of them. And uh, if you guess the middle one had a human head in it, you're correct. Nikki Cross has been crouched down under the table with her head above it. As soon as they grab the pumpkin, there is Nikki Cross with the same zombie look uh, of just duh. And she, I give her credit. Whatever they're doing with her, she's, she's following instruction to a T because there is nothing like it is just nothing on her face every time they go back to her i mean it was amazing and it was creepy as fuck to be honest all of a sudden boom there's a human head it's like holy crap but because there's two against natty basically natty takes the loss thanks to some uh some bs with piper piper decides to interfere does get hit by her own girl first but then uh takes care of business chelsea green takes the w again another match for which the tag team Champions are there, but not together. JJ, I know you like it. Hit it. I thought it was garbage. Come on, the Heart Foundation back. Oh no, the, the no, no, no. I just said their costumes were fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. But the rest of it was garbage, in my opinion. Garbage. Brock, did you think it was garbage? I don't know if I go as far as garbage, but. It's like kind of pointless. Five stars, huh? Yeah, they got five stars for the for the costume, and that's about it. I give it seven, man. Fuck that. That was so great. There was a spot in the in the match too early on where Natty Natty tried to put both women in a shark shield. I don't know if she could put Piper Niven as, as big as she is in it, much less Piper and. Chelsea Green. So I, I pre, you know what though, I appreciated it for what it was, and it was hey, when you're gonna tell me there's two ladies, one of them is one half of the Heart Foundation, and a trick or treat match, I know it's gonna be crap, but it was entertaining. Now let's get to the main event, JJ. Uh, Bye, Steve. Oh, that's so wrong. I'm kidding. And ladies and gentlemen, if anybody has a uh, bed or something so I don't sleep on the couch tonight, I'd greatly appreciate it. We got uh, Damian Priest versus Sami Zayn. Uh, th- the match was, was really, really good. <sighs> Rock's hit it already. JJ's hit it already. It's Judgment Day. So you know there's going to be fucking shenanigans. But Jay Uso comes out to help. And uh, basically takes out Finn, jumps in the ring, right in front of the referee, though, super kicks Damian Priest because he's had enough. And in shocking um, shocking development, it's a DQ. The ref saw it and actually did something about it. Um, so, of course, we still have two on four-ish. And so, go ahead, JJ. Hit it. Cody comes out. At least this time he had a little bit of edge to him. Agreed. And that and, and that's what I no, go ahead. No, no, I'm done. You talk about it. No, that's I don't got nothing else to say. 
Was he on the limpy limp? You know what? He didn't sell. He had he had it had it wrapped. But to me, JJ, correct me. I thought he looked just fine, like the way he was mm-hmm. moving. Yep. But he had a chair, which I think is the edginess she's describing. He was he was looking to take out any person that moved. So luckily, Jay and Sammy were knocked out. Um, but that, but the I thought anyway at the very end was was better. And JJ had touched on it where. Cody's got something to say to, to uh, the senor in the bank about how he's basically standing behind. He's a follower. He's standing behind Rhea. He's standing behind Finn. He's even standing behind Dominic, which he, I love the facial expressions. Sold it very well with, with uh, Priest. So, again, it's, it's this slow burn, but you know what? It, it needs to happen. We've said it in nauseam. Brock, what'd you think of the match, the ending, and all that? Uh, you know, same fucking schmoz bullshit. You know, the kid's old. I really just want to get past all this shit. Break up the yep. Judgment Day and good riddance. Well, I don't want to break them up, but let's just go ahead and exchange Priest for McDonald's. No, just, just break them up. I want to see. You don't mind the bloodline having twenty fucking years straight, but judge the Judgment Day is pretty good for two years, and all of a sudden you want to just bash them. I don't think they were ever really all that great, so yeah, bash them. You know, it's funny. You hated it when it was Edge, and then when they got uh, Finn in there, you seemed to warm up a little bit. Now you're just like. Kill them all. You know what? I, I can sort of understand. It's not so much I think that I want them to break up. I'm just tired of seeing the same bullshit. Cody, um, it's always the same people that they're in shit with. You know what I mean? Can we just get a new storyline already with them? And uh, on the contrary, sir, I liked it better with Edge. And then when Finn came on, I thought it was it was stupid for a while. And then it was, they were getting okay with the real shit, but I mean, it, it, they 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 went to the well one too many times with it. You know what I mean? I think maybe, in my opinion, anyway, possibly too. I think we've talked we talked about it a lot last week. Actually, I think the Rhea uh, title reign has been crap. I think that might be part of it too. It's like. She, she might be losing her luster in a lot of people's eyes. They're like, oh, my God, she's the, the, you know, the, the best, and she's going to take the division. New, and she still might. I'm not saying she won't. And she'll r- fucking uh, riptide my fat ass. But I just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, still, I still think, my opinion, they should still be there. But you're teasing this way too long. We talked about it a little while ago. Pull the trigger to either switch him out and put uh, Priest as a as a baby face again, which I think will work. He was a good baby face when he was the he was U.S. champion at Cuba. But we got to do something, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk more about uh, Damian Priest uh, in a little bit, but let's go ahead and uh, truck right along as we are doing the last television show. Of this program we have got last night's. Well, depending on when you're listening. Uh, Dynamite. So, 
we're going to start off with uh, Orange Cassidy defending his international championship against Claudia. Now, in an interview, uh, I don't know if it was this or on, on Collision, but I think it was this, they, uh, he made, basically saying, OJ's like, hey, I'm going to do exactly what I was doing before because the comment was like, well, you're beat to crap, basically. You healed. Are you going to do things differently? He said, no, I am going to defend my title any and every time I can. I feel bad for you, son. You're going to be hurting. Him and Claudio have a uh, banger. That's for you, Seamus. Haven't seen you, and please come back soon. It is back and forth. Um, and and the good thing here is it kind of sort of looked like there might be some shenanigans from the, uh, the BCC, but it's actually Castanoli kind of jumping on you a little bit verbally. Um, so there really is no interference. I like it. This is clean. Cassidy does take the W. Some of the fucking moves that these two, I don't know their past or if they just work their ass off to get ready for this one. This is fucking fantastic. This is one of the best matches I've seen in a while. Well, shit. Uh, it's not as good as MGF and, and, and Kenny, but man, this was really good. Um, Brock, convince me otherwise. What'd you think, man? No, that was, it was good. Solid. Um, yeah, considering it, what makes it, you know, all the more better is the, when you look at the, the size difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it, which is uh, something that I always felt WWE like Mr. Mark on is that, you know, just because a dude is like huge and you're a little guy doesn't mean you can't have a competitive match. It doesn't have to be a squash every time you put the, that or the Ray Mysterio type deal where, you know, he just squeaks by against them. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. JJ, what's thinking of that? I think exactly the same, actually. Great freaking match. Again, highlights how good Orange Cassidy is, and it also highlighted for sure, you know, Castanoli because he's great. I don't like him. Like, I've never liked his character. Come on, Eddie. You love him. No, I know. (laughs) But uh, I definitely respect the shit out of him. And the ending was uh, was, uh, seamless. It was so smooth. Casanoli, I don't, I forget what he calls it, so I apologize. But basically, it's he he throws the opponent in the air. He does an uppercut as as momentum and gravity is bringing his opponent down, and he's in a lot of matches like this. He does this, and it somehow physically turns into a head scissors turning up to a roll up. Don't know how they did it, but it was so smooth. It does end, though. Moxie does come out pissed off. Starts beating the shit out of uh, Cassidy, who they're going to fe- they're gonna uh, be featured over in, I think, full gear. The interesting part, though, is the beatdown keeps going until Cassidy grabs him like a big brother grabs little brother. Kind of takes him off of him, and, and there's no pushing between the two. It just Moxie kind of goes on his way. So a little respect shown, I guess, by Cassidy. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of shenanigans outside. Like I said, Wheeler came down. There was a little verbal between him and, and Castanoli. But Hook comes down, but the referee then immediately boots them both. So it's kind of like, 
Well, you see these two, but you don't see the foot, the feet on the ropes, and the screwdriver to the head. So, thank God he's got his priorities straight. Now, the main event, we're not there yet, but it kind of creates uh, we're going to have a story before we're done here. MJF is going against Bullet Club Gold. He's got to find three partners. I'm going to talk about it all before we talk about the match. So now we're getting Heyman Page and the Young Bucks against Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony for the ROH six-man tag. This is basically a rematch because Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony were the champs and lost it over. So finally get the rematch. Um, so unfortunately, there's no dancing Nana. So I'm already bitter about this match. But late, late in the match, um, Hangman's in the ring, and all of a sudden, Swerve Strickland comes out. Now, if you watch last week's program, Swerve Strickland committed a, uh, a felony by breaking into uh, Hangman's house and filming it with him and Nana, including going into the baby's crib room, uh, the baby room. This infuriated Hangman so much, he totally forgot about the match and ran after Strickland, and Strickland went to the back. So, unfortunately, now it's a two-on-three, and these are three big dudes with Gates of Agony. They need to have them more on television, by the way. Brian Cage, the machine. So, of course, it does end up in a win and a getting their belts back for the second time or third time, I believe, Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. But the more important part, I guess, storyline-wise, is, is Matt Jackson is fucking pissed. He is just furious as crap because he felt he got abandoned by Hangman. This will come out later. Brock, what would you think of the match and our new champs, three bohemists? I didn't fucking get it. Like, the match was all right because it's the Bucks and, and shit like that, and I could get the fucking the swerve and, and Adam shit distraction, but, like, why? Why these dudes again? You know what I'm saying? Why not, you know... The kingdom, or something like this, or true. I like kingdom, yeah. Like, I don't understand why it had to be these three guys again. I, I, I'm gonna 100% agree with you because because you could have had him against anybody and had Adam, and as long as you had Swerve come out that caused Hangman Adam Pace to leave the ring, that's fine. Now, I will say this maybe, maybe because he is kind of part of Nana and. Those guys, maybe that's that's why it was them, possibly. But who knows? JJ, do you know? I know that they are stupid for playing uh, around with Adam uh, Page or whatever the fuck his name is. I hate that guy. It's like it serves you right. Nobody told you to fuck with that dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I hit when I talk name certain wrestlers, I know what I'm gonna get out of her. I think it's bad. It's great. I love it. Um, sorry. So we'll talk about the promo because it's gonna lead to a minute. You don't know my life. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do. Woo! So we have Adam Copeland coming out. So we can't call him Edge, but he's still calling the Rated R Superstar, which. Um, if you want to get drunk very quickly, if you listen to this interview between him and Tony Schiavone, Tony mentions rated R superstar at least four occasions within an easy two-minute period. Not sure if they was playing an at-home game or what, uh, but interviews him. And then, of course, and he is 
Interrupted by Kristen Cage, Soros, and Nick Wayne. Now, his ex-best friend in certain storylines is ex-brother, I guess. Kristen Cage basically warns him not to be the sixth, the uh, joining Darby Allen and Sting in the six-man tag. And I think it's full gear. Because if he does, he knows that Adam Copeland has a bad back and a bad neck. He knows exactly where to go. And uh, if he does join the babyface team, he will be in a wheelchair. And his kids will be cleaning off drool from his chin. Cold-blooded. Back up. Um, he sends down the uh, the goons to uh, to beat up on Adam. And Adam holds up uh, his end for a little bit. But unfortunately, Lucha Storage is too big. And of course, That's you know once said. Na 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 na. And Sting and Darby come out. Now, Darby is still in a sling. I hope it heals up in three weeks. Uh, but uh, they come out for the save. And officially, Copeland shakes hands. So I guess he is now the third party. So it will be Cage, Luchasaurus, and uh, Nick Wayne versus Sting. Darby Allen, hopefully, he has an arm. And Adam Copeland. And I think the end game here is pretty obvious. At some point in the future, it will be Copeland and Cage for the TNT Championship. Um, again, long-winded promo, but still it meant something. JJ, what did you think of everything? Am I the only one that feels kind of disappointed with this whole um, Edge thing? Like, I just no. feel... I thought, well, maybe, you know, better storytelling, maybe with a little bit more freedom. It'll be better for him now at AEW, but it's not. I told you. I told you. He should have stayed his ass with WWE. Or just stopped. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with stopping. The only thing I'm hoping is that his in-ring stuff is better uh, being with AEW. Maybe he has a little bit more freedom in ring, but yeah, just man. The, the, the thing is, the thing is that they should have done with him, and instead of doing all the story, like try to give him into storylines and shit like that, they should have just put him on a fucking like I like 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 I told you about CM Punk just doing the 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 dream matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And leave it at that, you know what I mean? So you didn't have to have all this fucking storyline bullshit and anything like that. So it's falling like so it wouldn't have fallen flat. I wouldn't have immediately gotten him in with Cage either, you know what I mean? I would have had them fucking end up, you know, that'll be the 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 end game would be, you know, them fucking meeting up and, and either going off into the sunset together or fucking going at it. Either way, what they're doing now, like his fucking whole being there is falling flat. Yeah. And on the contrary, I love what they're doing with Christian Cage. I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I don't like it. Because you're a hater. I'm not. You're a and bigger hater than I prosper. am. Haters don't what? Prosper. They don't. They don't. So next time you say something about Cody Rhodes. Or John Moxley or Adam Page. Yeah, see? Because you ain't going to prosper. 
fine. <laughs> we kid, we kid, we kid, we kid here on the greatest uh, wrestling podcast in the world that did not get insurance. We can't right, get so insurance. Gonna... Why do you want insurance? Introed. Oh. My gosh, insurance. Ah, All right, so we got uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega tagging again. They're going against Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ainge, former JAS uh, members. And we have Don Callis. We have the now confirmed and very well-dressed Kyle Fletcher. And Powerhouse Hobbs with the Alpha. They're on the microphones there at the uh, announce table watching this match. We also do have Mr. Blue Hat himself, who's uh, in tow. It's interesting. It almost seems like the JAS stayed together, except for Jericho. Because a lot of times Anna J will still come out with them. So, interesting enough. Um. I wouldn't say a squash match, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, the uh, Jericho gets a Judas effect uh, to Parker, and there goes uh, that match. But that's not really the the thing here. So then, of course, Don Callis and family come down. Uh, they are challenging for a eight-man. So it'd be, it would be Fletcher, Hobbs, Sammy Guevara should be clear by this point, and Alpha. Versus Kenny Omega, Jericho, and they need some partners. So as they're barking back and forth, Jericho and Omega in the ring and the Cal's family outside on the ramp, it is, of course, announced Ibushi will be number three. Now, Jericho's already alluded to interviews in the past that Hobbs is a big boy, but he thinks he has somebody bigger. I don't know if I like this or not, but Paul White is back in action, at least for one night only. Um... He is their fourth. Um, he walks out of the very top of the ramp. Kyle Fletcher decides it's a great idea to run after a, I don't know, seven foot, 400 pound dude and gets knocked on his ass. So the Kyle's family is going to end up uh, facing Omega Jericho and Bushi and Paul White. JJ, make sense of this shit. Nope. No can did do. You, did you like the match at least? I know you. I know you fucking love Daddy Magic. No, I don't. It's caca. Well, do you think this is caca? It's pretty caca. Yeah. And then I, I, not I, I met uh, Paul White in the airport one time. Tampa. And he's a very nice man, but that was. 30-something years ago, at least. and I think Yeah, and was... do something. To cover your boobs. His moves. They're moves. M-O-O. Yeah, moves. They're Whatever. Moves. Just get a new fucking costume and <laughs> cover them boobs. Yeah, he, he, was, he got in that really, really good fucking shape there when he was doing some boxing stuff. When I say boxing, I'm not talking professional, but like he got boxing workouts that got him in shape. Um, he's not to- – I've seen him in worse shape. But he's not in the greatest, so yeah, he's, uh, the man boobs are there. But Paul White, I wish you the best of luck. Don't find me and knock me out. So now we have Sheeta defending the belt again. She's the hardest working woman in the I knew that was going to happen. But this time it's Willow Nightingale. Now, last time we saw Willow, she was losing in a four-woman match. 
score a chance at the title, from my recollection, has had no other AEW matches since then, since that was Rampage and Collision was the title match. But she gets a title match. Um, it was solid, not great. Uh, I don't mind Cheetah. I am a big Willow advocate. I think she's fantastic. Shoot her to the moon. But uh, Sheeta does take the W. But then the lights go out. And Julia Hart has made her return since uh, what it's been. Was it the last pay-per-view where she lost the uh, to Chris Statlander? Mm-hmm. I think. So it's been, it's been a little bit. It's been a hiccup. And uh, she's face-to-face with Willow. Um, Sheeta, I guess, is afraid of the dark because she's nowhere to be found. But then out of nowhere, Sky Blue, the other AW boo of Double B. She comes in, has her weird eye paint stuff, does a stare down with Julia Hart, who, don't forget, sprayed her in the face a couple months back, which is supposed to produce some form of new attitude with Sky Blue. But then Sky Blue turns her attention to Willow. So now you're thinking, well, I know she's spitting something on somebody. But then she turns back and sprays Julia Hart with blue mist. So I guess it's like blue mist is for good guys and the black mist are for bad guys. I don't know. Julia rolls out of the ring, pissed the fuck off, and leaves. Um, what do you guys think of the match for one? And, of course, the shenanigans afterwards for two, Brock, since your, uh, your boo showed up late. You talk to me. What would you think? Um, I don't think I saw this. You JJ, want what did much? You, what do you think? So you, so JJ, you're saying he's not, he didn't miss much? No, no. Okay, well, not my favorite. And I was only joking, by the way, that she was scared of the dark. She was not there because this is when uh, again her and who should be champion Tony Storm got into and went to the back. Then lights on. So you weren't really missing anything either way. So let's get to our main event, but we're going to play catch up here. Again, uh, MGF is looking for some partners. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Now, don't forget uh, last week that uh, Small Joe did offer his partnership, but in return, he wanted another title match. So he decides he's going to talk to his best friend, Adam Cole Bay Bay. He's on this big uh, TV. And, of course, you have, uh, uh, was it Renee Paquette? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Doing great. She does a great job. Great interviews. So he's asking, he's asking Adam, his best friend's BFF, man, what the fuck do I do? Who do I go after? And he does mention Samoa Joe, and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to mess with that guy. So he starts literally knocking on doors. Knocks on Kenny Omega's door, and Chris Jericho answers the door and then slams the door in MJF's face. We'll get to what happens with Kenny and Chris and the boys later. Then he, uh, the next door, it's, uh, and, for, and I would have picked him anyway because his arm's in a sling is Darby Allen. And then he writes some derogatory comments on the, because each door has a laminated name tag, if you will. So he writes some derogatory things. Emo boy, I think it was, but back up there. Emo bitch. Emo, oh, okay. We're going to go right to the bitch. I like it. So there's some more, some more Joe's door and uh, not really having it. Now, twice so far, the services of the acclaimed has been offered by Max Caster because he has a, I don't know, for uh, MJF. He's one to be his best friend. He looks up to him and whatever else you want to 
things going on. But uh, turns him down, turns him down, and then uh, basically has nowhere else to go. And out of nowhere, here comes Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Big Boy. Unfortunately, Karen also in tow, saying, hey, we'll be your huckleberries. So you don't know what's going to happen just yet. Now, during all this, the three or four different things that happen, the acclaim do say, hey, we'll come, we'll come, we'll do it, we'll help you out, but you have to wear what's in this bag. And this is right before he runs into jail. So MJS music hits, and here comes the acclaim. Or excuse me, the acclaim comes out first. I didn't mind what actually MJF, MJF just wore somewhat pinkish tights. His scarf now was pink, pink knee pads, and uh, pink boots. It's so good that they all knew exactly what size he wears. I was very impressed with that, to be honest. And um, the wall things. Solid match. Um, unfortunately, MJF gets a little distracted during the match. Takes the eye off of uh, Jay White. Jay White puts him down one, two, three, and then it looks like they're gonna they're gonna beat the stuffings out of uh, the champ. And uh, they have the champ set up for a shot in the face with the title belt. But here comes Matt Caster pushing him out of the way and takes the shot for his boy. The other two members of Acclaim do come in, clear house. MTF does go to look at, uh, make sure that Cash is okay. Cash is quote-unquote knocked out, except once MGF goes near him, all of a sudden his arm goes up with the scissors. MGF is having none of this, says, fuck this, I don't want any part of it, is stopped by daddy ass, and it's still stunning that the shape he's in at his age, and so he's so much bigger than MGF. Basically tells MGF like a father, scolds him, don't you think about leaving this ring for all he's done for you. Now go scissor him, damn it. thought that was great. It does end in a four-way uh, scissoring. And that's how we end this show. Brock, what would you think of the match, the scissoring, all the goodies? You know what? I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out what the hell I was doing on Wednesday, but I don't think I saw any of this shit. Well, it was good, and you missed it. KJ, what'd you think of this? The scissoring, the leading up to the match, getting the partners, the match itself, what'd you think? I all around liked it, to be honest. I thought it was cute. It was funny. Uh, and th- good match. Really good match. I think it showcased a little bit of everybody. Yeah. He didn't uh, even get the belt back, did he? No. No. That's bullshit. You know what? Why don't you just... Hey, Tony, my belt's missing. Go fucking get it. No, but I'm walking out to Jerry White. I can't. Anyway. Uh, the show itself was solid. There really wasn't any, if at all, squashes in this one. I guess they're going to say squashes for Collision and Rampage, so I appreciate that. Um, I think this is a very story-driven... You know, you start at the top when uh, Moxley jumps on OJ because they have their match coming up. You can go to the Hangman running after the breaking and entering Swerve Strickland. The and, uh, only everything. thing I going back now that I think about it that I didn't like about the OJ and what's his name thing was he when what's his face Moxley came out, he's like, Oh, you know, you did this, this. He wasn't the one who took your fucking belt. Yeah, yeah. 
I think he's had a concussion. You took the bell for him. It was Phoenix that took the bell from you. Whatever. I agree. I I don't know what he's trying to say. That's a good, that's a very good point. And I will say this. I will no longer fall for Tony White has a earth shattering announcement tonight or tomorrow. Fuck you. He announces basically Tony White. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Honey, are you okay? I guess not, dude. <laughs> Man, I think I was looking at my pale pale skin. Maybe that was it. Who knows? So Tony's important announcement. Actually, when him and I hang out, he likes to be called Tony White as his alias. Okay, guys. Sure. I slipped the alias. My take, hey, Tony Khan. Sorry, bro. So anyway, uh, Tony's big announcement is that they're going back to all in London now. To my knowledge, this was already a done deal. It was, it was just like when WWE went to overseas London and they pretty much announced almost immediately they're going back. So, not sure what the, the, the big announcement was. We didn't know this, or B, he did mention that normally you'd have to wait. Uh, the, the official Ticketmaster, whoever's running the tickets, is not for another two weeks. But if you sign on AEW starting Saturday, you get a week head start. Well, guys, I hate to, I'm going to tell you, I wasn't going to get you guys anything for Christmas, but I got us tickets to All In in London. Just let you guys know. Okay? You got to get us there. You're on your own, homie. I am not alone. All right. So, me and Tony White are going to start talking about Crown Jewel. Now, before we get into our predictions of Crown Jewel, let's take a commercial break for okay. our sponsors. All right. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. All right, so we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs. We're about to get into predicting for Crown Jewel. Scuba Steve set us off. All right. So, again, this is recorded prior to SmackDown. I don't think there's going to be a change on the card, but if there is an additional match, we'll figure it out. As of right now, um, we're going to go ahead and start off the kickoff match. So, I assume this is the match prior to the actual show. And we have JB, JD McDonough versus Sammy Zayn. Sammy. Brock, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go, Sammy. Though you know, I'm with shenanigans being what they are, you know what I mean. Like, you just fuck me, bro. I'm taking JD McDonough. I am gonna count on the fact that we all hate the fact that there's always some bullshit with the Judgment Day, and no, officially. McDonough is not part of it, but he might as well be. He he's done some good, done some bad, but I'm going to take JD McDonough, and especially because I'm in third place, I've got to start playing catch up. And it actually kind of makes sense. You want to prolong this a little bit, I guess, depending on what storyline you're thinking is going to happen. All right, so let's get to the ladies, and I want to start with the lady, if you don't mind, Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. I'm going to say Bianca. 
I'm going to go with EO, and it's going to be probably shenanigans, in my opinion. But, uh, but man, it w- I don't know. You know what I'd love? I'd love Belair to win and her- because she cheated the whole time. But I'm going to go with EO, the champ. And what about you, wise man? Also EO. And, and by the way, wise man, there's, oh man, after doing all the research to get a record and everything, no more asterisks and stuff. You even tried this on, on football with the family picks and stuff, I noticed on text. There is no, no asterisk. Like, oh, if this happens, this happens, this happens. No, it's because we're going to talk about later. You pick up. I mean, you winner. keep bringing that up, but I, I failed to see any time that, that I did that where it stuck anyway. So it it never yeah. stood. So it doesn't matter. All right, that's fine, because I actually yeah, wrote down, funny enough, go for it. This, I wrote every time down, and it took a ream of paper. We'll talk offline. All right, so we have two EOs and one Bel Air. We have two Sammys and one Jay Dizzle. Oh, and another thing that, that was, uh, it was Bug that fucking tried to do it on fucking the, the football shit, not me. It's what I said. I thought it was you. Yeah, what was that anyway? It's almost like, hey, if uh, all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers starts, can I have uh, the Jets? No, you may not. Cena versus Solo. I am going to go ahead and say that I'm, I'm going to take Cena. He made a big deal about how many matches he's lost in a row and all this BS. Solo can take the hit. He's not the fucking enforcer of the bloodline. He can't enforce a damn school line. It's, it's Cena. Brock, who you got? Ah, hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cena only because it's in Saudi Arabia and he's probably a big deal over there. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, if you're gonna do something silly and stupid, that's the way to go. So I agree. Now, if JD McDonough wins clean, EOS guy wins by cheating. I will take solo. Just to let you know. You're trying to do the thing you just told me I couldn't do. Hey, hey, hey who's talking right now, sir? Who's talking, sir? <laughs> no, it's it's it's. I, I don't. I, it, you know, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna pull back on what I said because actually the condition you were talking about, I we actually both of us kind of agreed with it, but we took a clear winner. You did take clear winner at the end, but you had this. I actually expect Je- Jesse had one too, where it's almost a conspiracy theory kind of thing. So it's all good. We're all family here, right? With uh, some pasta for International Food Day. So we have Damian Priest, Senior Money in the Bank versus Cody Rhodes. I started. So let's start with you, Brock. Who you got? Um, fuck. No, Cody Rhodes. That was not an option. Fucking was not an option, sir. Who you got? Cody Rhodes. I also have Cody Rhodes. JJ, who you got? I want you to say his name. Oh, yeah, proud, it's going to be please. Cody. They're going to give it to the golden child. I want the knife. Give me the knife. Please. A great shitty movie. Well, it's shitty. That's what he keeps saying. That's a shitty movie. I loved it. Okay. When Eddie Murphy is on the Tonight Show with then Johnny, 
And say, hey, is there ever a movie you regret that's really, like, people bash on it, and you, and he goes, yeah, it's one child. When the yeah. actor says But it, I'm saying, okay, look, in his career, he's probably taken a lot of flack for that movie, you know what I mean, because critically or, you know what I mean, because critics are pieces of shit, and they don't know a cool movie when it bites them in the ass, so he's probably just giving the political answer, but that doesn't mean... That that was a crappy movie. That shit was the bomb. Do and not all get me wrong. I Brother, that's forgiving me. <laughs> What's that, sir? What'd you say? What did who say? You. You. I said that Brother Numse has forgiven me. Oh. <laughs> It is tied up with again. It's not on the replacements level, but if it's on like USA or something, toggling through, and I got nothing better. Yeah, you're damn right. I don't care where where it's at. I'll watch it, even though the even then the special effects suck. But now it really fucking sucks. But it makes it kind of funny. And when he's tied up with toilet paper, of all things, in his dream nightmare skit, I thought, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Hey, JJ. Sometime in the next seven days for our next spot, we're going to actually watch that, okay? Okay. Remind me. Okay. Because your main event, JJ. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start us off. We're going to rotation if you. Oh, no. I don't care. Logan Paul is going to defeat Rey Mysterio. Um, uh, JJ, go ahead. Uh, I also have Logan Paul. Okay. Brock, are you disagreeing or are we doing a sweep here? No, definitely Logan Paul. Which is the right choice, by the way. Yes. Well, is all right. We'll go go here. If if he's willing to actually put time in this business, I am a okay with him doing it. His his athleticism is off, just unreal off the chart. But again, at least Ray's there every week. I'm not saying Logan Paul has to be there every week, but like every other, I don't want a U.S. champion that's going to do the same schedules as Roman Reigns because he has podcasts and he has boxing and or whatever. I'm, Paul's going to win no matter what. There's not an asterisk, but I want to just I want to make sure that he's going to actually do it. Which uh, he's uh, his podcast has done a lot of uh, wrestle heavy, and he kind of said that uh, with uh, with Seth. You know, Seth kind of made the part-time game. Like, you know, he goes, I have commitments, but that's my love. So hopefully he's, he's, he's true on that. So we all we all take um, Paul, which actually, I'll tell you what. That's uh, – no, nah, never mind. We, three out of the five matches is a sweep, so fuck, man. All right, I don't care, I don't care what the next match is. I'm taking Hulk Hogan. It's the women's five-way match. Hulk Hogan's going to win this. I don't care. I'm taking Hulk. Uh, we have Rhea, Nia, Zoe, <laughs> Shayna, and that's a big puff puff, Raquel. Um, JJ, I think it's your turn. I don't know. Who you got? I, I'm going to s- – I don't know. I'm kind of struggling with this, to be honest. Um, this is a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say Rhea. Brock, who you got? What broad? 
in your in your opinion, has this match? Rhea for the win. It's a clean sweep. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump on on what um, JJ had to say though. You do a five way. You do a three way. You do a four way. In my opinion, more times than not. Now I'm not saying 100%. Statistics do not show that, but. More times than not, you put in that third or fourth party to take a loss to protect the champ. But you want you, you want the belt off the champ, right? So you throw a, a second, third, fourth party, whatever, um, or third party. But I don't think so. I, I'm agreeing with both of you. I think – I'm not saying this is going to show Rhea's dominance. I don't think she's going to go in there and squash everybody. I almost see her being more strategic. And kind of like what she did a couple weeks ago with contract signing, where she let Nia, she poked Nia a little bit, poked everybody else, and then they brawled, right? I can see something like that, but I, I, I see Rhea taking the title, no problem. Like, I don't even know who my second person would be, to be honest. That's, and that's a problem, too. If you throw Becky Lynch in this five-way, now we're cooking with grease. And I know she's on another, she's on Fridays, but if you threw a Charlotte Flair or a Bianca, you know, through somebody that, holy crap, that person could actually win this because it's a five-way, not one-on-one, and it doesn't hurt Rhea. But no offense to the other four ladies, but, and I, I would love to see Baszler tap out somebody and, and win the title. I really would, but um, general manager-wise, I definitely think uh, I agree with both you guys. It's definitely Rhea's to, to win. Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. Seth. Seth? Brock, who you got? Seth. Boo. I'm taking Seth, and there's not an asterisk, but basically what I think is going to happen is Seth's going to win, Drew's going to go full heel and fuck his day, and then Senor in the bank comes out and takes it, but my guess is, my prediction is Seth. And then, unfortunately for Seth, they... Ass woman by Drew, and uh, that puts, in my opinion, Damian Priest in there to pick the bones. But yes, we all take Seth. I don't think Damian's going to cash in until they lose those tag belts. Man, and that's that's just been bugging me too. Like, let's go back what two weeks when they won the belts back or whatever. I, I think all three of us, but I know Brog, you've been like, why? Why the fuck did you? And actually, you and I talked about it um, Sunday, I think, Brock, where it's like, why do you do that? Why do you have them have a nine-day reign or whatever the fuck it is, right? If they, I think, I agree with you. Damn it. Well, I took Seth. It doesn't matter, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Drew. And I, this, but this would be a good time. It's not Drew, but uh, uh, Priest. But this would be a good time to at least when when Seth wins, Drew just goes batting up crazy. And I guess Saudi's the way to do it. I don't know. Yeah, they'll cheer for anything, I guess. I feel bad for that nigga though, man. That's why I, I think he should win, but cool. I don't think that's in the cards. Drew McIntyre. I agree. I, I cannot agree more with you. Um, I know that, unfortunately, or you know what, not even unfortunate. I know that that is not JJ's favorite, but, but I'm telling you what, the, the, it was already, and there's been interviews, it was booked regardless of COVID. It was going to be in Tampa the first time, where Tampa had the two. It was going to be Drew beating um, 
Brock. Brock was good with it. He was going to win it in front of the big crowd in Tampa. And then he won the Royal Rumble where Brock was in the Royal Rumble to eliminate everybody, which he eliminated the first 13. He's the one that took him out with the uh, Baymore. So I, I agree with you. I, I'm I, I'm taking uh, – I said Seth already, but I, I would not mind losing the pick because he didn't have his moment. You know what I mean? And then the next year he had lost the belt to Bobby through uh, – if you remember, actually, excuse me, he lost it because of Bobby to, and, and the elimination to Miz. And then Miz, of course, lost to Bobby. And that's when, of course, shenanigans galore was going on with uh, uh, MVP. So, uh, again, his, his moment in Tampa ended up being a loss thanks to MVP's interference. So, yes, I agree 100%. And I wouldn't mind him. I, I actually was kind of hoping, maybe not with Gunther, but him having a secondary title reign, whether, unfortunately, it has to be Gunther because he's on Monday, but you know, throw the U.S. title on him or something. I, I would, that wouldn't bother me at all. Or, but um, so let's go to the match that I already know all of our picks because we've actually already talked about it. But uh, I'm going to start saying Roman Reigns retains. Um, Brock, agreed. JJ, are you the wild card? <sighs> are you a bet woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna lose it. Okay, well, I kind of already figured that part. This is, I mentioned something earlier when we were talking about SmackDown at the very beginning of this. Fantastic, phenomenal, unbelievable, unmistakable, greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Me, 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 me. Was, <clears throat> my concern is not the match. The match is going to happen. I hope they can keep LA strong, which I can't see them not keeping him strong. Uh, psycho. Uh, Uso will get involved, in my opinion, uh, and help. I am very, very, very concerned on what's next for him, and I'm talking about LA Knight. It's already been established. I don't think Roman's going to wrestle, the, if I'm not mistaken, the next two pay-per-views coming up, which is which sounds like BS, but that's not abnormal for his, his title reign. But LA Knight, man, please, guys, uh, Paul Levette, Triple H, what do you want to be called? Um, please keep 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 the writing going for this cat. Book him strong. Book him strong in the loss. Maybe there's a, a rematch because of it that'll draw a bunch of attention. And then you're not going to give it to him, in my opinion. But if you don't keep him book strong, I mean, the, whether it's setting him up with Logan Paul for the U.S. title, that's fine. But please do not have him lose and then just float away. Don't fucking do it. They've done so much hard work, in my opinion, and if you think so, as far as building LA Knight, that it, it, don't give him the belt. Nobody's expecting that, but at least give him keep the. I don't say the word push because I mean, how do you push past the U.S. Or excuse me, the uh, world title? But keep him, keep him main event. Don't. Uh, don't, don't take that from this guy. He he's busts his ass. I mean, what do you got? That, that's what I'm nervous about. I'm not I'm not concerned about the pick. I know Roman's going to win, but I'm concerned about what's going to happen with Ellie Knight after the fact. Brock, do you have any concern? Do you, do you trust the booking that much that they're going to continue forward at some point? 
Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming that they will, but the question is to what end, you know what I mean? Like, and this is where, you know, shooting a nigga straight up to the fucking world title picture is is folly, as they say. You watch because movie, there's no way to, you know, for them to go, you know what I mean? Like, there is down. Sure, I mean, that's what it ended up being, you know. He's going down. Wow. Now, now, JJ, do you have any concern about how he's going to be booked? Do you, do you trust the fact that since allegedly that uh, Voldemort is, has one iota percent of creative that Paul Levesque's going to do the right thing? Are you worried about it? Oh, I'm definitely worried about it. Uh, just because... They've been. I, I'm more worried about this bullshit of having fucking Roman still fucking champion, especially if you're not even gonna be there for it. it it's, this is ridiculous already. It's disgusting. I'm tired of it. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. Take the fuck. You're talking about his title reign? Yeah, take the no, fuck. No, no, no. I just want to make sure. That all 82 listeners that I think we're going to have that know we're talking about. So, you know, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm right behind you on this. Go. No, I mean, just take the fucking belt. This is not fair. The same thing with the fucking, uh, uh, the other championship, the, the tag team. You've, you're not, uh, I'm, you know what? I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> High blood pressure. She's like, I'm so mad, I'm molting. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, Brock, you gave your opinion, right? See. JJ, give your opinion. Yes. Oh, you! I cannot wait to tell you guys this. All right. Whoever gets closest to this number gets $5 for me next time I see them. Now, today is November 2nd. 2023, correct? Yeah. How many times do you feel that Roman Reigns has wrestled? And, and let me, I want to backtrack for just a moment. No, this is a, this, uh, okay. This is as of October 14th. So 10 months, 10 months into the year. How many times, how many matches has he been in? Six. Total matches. You said how many? Six. Brock, what you got? Three. Ten. 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 Yeah, so he did better than I thought. The funny thing about what she said, though, six of the ten have been on TV or premium live. So, but I I guess, so he said four house matches. All right, that, that's actually not too bad, I guess. But 10, so he's averaging one match a month. One. Fuck that average. The shit if he's doing a fucking house match. I don't see that shit. You know, and I always laughed at the old NWA rule. And actually, even the WWF had the 30-day rule. You had, you had to put the belt up. He's wrestled 10 times, but how many of those we know for one was him and Solo took on the Usos? 
right? I know on television, uh, him or no, actually, and then him and Solo took on on television um, the tag team champs, KO and Cody. So that means, and I don't know about the other four, but that means four times possibly maximum he's wrestled this year in singles match. That's your fucking world champion. And the reason I brought this up, JJ, I already had the stats ready to go. But you you went with it, and I love you for it. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, and, and it, all right. So they say, and we're not going to get into this. We already talked about our uh, Mount Rushmore. And to sit there and say, Paul Heyman tells John Cena, you're not the GOAT because you didn't hold the title for a thousand blah, blah, blah days. I'm getting fucking to you. I saw John Cena in a ring a hell of a lot fucking more than I ever saw fucking Roman Reigns in whatever shorter title run that John had versus what Roman had. In saying that, Roman is a draw. So, like, you know, and this is Vince's thing with Brock. I don't have to use Brock all the time. Brock's a draw. So I can use him once every other month and assume my ticket sales are going to jump up by 30% or whatever. But, I mean, this is your world champ. This is embarrassing. And especially now that you're putting the moniker on him as far as the longest reigning champ, blah, blah, blah. This is crap. You know what? I give Seth so much props. And I've I've never been like a humongous Seth fan. I I will always... No, you have not. (laughs) I will always say he's a great wrestler. He really is. Um, but I've never been a huge Seth fan. I will say I admire the fact that he said he was going to be a fighting champion, and he has been with a broken back and everything. Brock, what's your opinion on this? Do you, do you feel that Roman's the champion we deserve? Is he actually the GOAT? Is the thousand days real when he only wrestles maybe one out of every freaking two months or six months or whatever. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it up already. I mean, just it was, it was just like when, when when Brock was doing it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, I I'm 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 all fine with you working a schedule like that. And being a draw and shit like that, but not to be the fucking champion. Just don't have the fucking belt. You don't need the belt anyway. You know what I mean? So let those other cats there that are fucking there all the time, just like when you were and you felt like you deserved the fucking belt. You know what I mean? Let somebody else fucking step into that shit because you don't need it anymore. Now, no offense to Seth Rollins, you know what I'm saying? But he's about to offend Seth Rollins. He's not fucking, you know what I mean? Like, the reason why he doesn't do it is because he can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, if he if he was that big of a nigga, he would do it. Yeah. And I've said that for a while, guys, you know, and, and us chit-chatting and even on this. Phenomenal, awesome, best podcast of wrestling of all time is – they interviewed Roman about the schedule, and he goes, everyone here can sit there and bash me for it. For the money I earned and the schedule I got, they would jump at it. So I agree. But, again, when we start ch- – when they're touting and they're putting putting him on this fucking pedestal of a thousand-something days, 
are you joking? And I know we're in a different era, but there there is facts that there was a year that Ric Flair wrestled like 327 days out of the year because uh, back then on certain in certain towns you would do two shows a night. So I, yeah, I, but I, I think I think my problem is they're putting him. Hey, he's this many days, this many days. That's great. If I saw him actually defend the title every month, it's gonna be once a month. See, but that's not even. I mean, he did give it once a month, but who? Uh, he. I mean, he wrestled once a month anyway. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. I mean, it, it's not his fault. It, is that who the fuck was he gonna wrestle? You know what I mean? Like there was nobody stepping up to that fucking level, which is kind of thing. Because they weren't booking it that way. Well, I mean that's true. I mean, granted, you know what I'm saying, but that's not his fault either. You know what I mean? And nobody blaming him. No, 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 no. But this is my thing. We can't. I can't legitimately defend the belt if there's nobody to legitimately. Give me a fucking uh, uh, a challenge for it, you know what I mean? And uh, for a long time, there hasn't been. Now they're starting to build up LA Knight and fucking uh, Jay Uso and fucking Cody Rhodes more and shit like that, so that there is, you know, people. But he, I mean, I don't think he really had anybody to, not that I'm defending it, because at the same time, I, I feel the same way that. If you're going to be the champion, you need to be there. You know what I mean? This fucking part-time champion bullshit is bullshit. But at the same time, it I understand it because there was nobody to challenge him. Bullshit. And he only two. came to fucking... Uh, Seth Rollins, and at that time, when Seth was going after him... Seth he- ain't that nigga, man. That's what you keep fucking misunderstanding. He's just not that nigga. Now... He does the fucking is is cute and shit the shit that he does in the fucking with the singing and shit. But I hate that actually. He's not that fucking nigga. You know what I mean? And that got old. No, and and I'm not saying I I I tell you what I agree with your point. But then you know what? Take the fucking belt off of Roman and put it on somebody. And you know it's not a bad thing that a world champ loses once to six months. It means and then it goes back to, opponents. But still, and then it goes back to them cats that we that we we've said on a, on uh, that either we've commented on people who've gotten title shots that you know what I'm saying probably shouldn't have gotten a title shot in both companies, and people that we felt like they should they shouldn't be fucking they should take their time and you know go through the lower championships and 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 then you know be you just a said it with LA Knight it's perfect yes you're right no. so that's why there was nobody there you're wrong you know what again uh, i'm i'm an old gizzard but i tell you what in the heyday and i'll even i'll even use WWE when uh, Voldemort took over from his old man. Yeah, I mean, Hogan wouldn't wrestle that much, but he wrestled every pay-per-view. Yeah, but think about the the fucking wealth (laughs) of fucking contenders he had back in the day. You know what I mean? Ah, They literally could... That's what I'm trying to say. The booking did that. But again, you know what? If he had pride in himself... A, he would push to say, hey, 
push whoever. I, I'll beat them, but I, you know, want to show that I'm a dominant champion. That's one. Two is whether it's his fault or not, this has been the most bullshit fucking title run, period. And he. It's getting. It's getting, it's getting, you know what it is, is that they, 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 it's going on too long. You know what I'm saying? They probably should have ended it with Cody back in WrestleMania or some shit like that. And still, you know, it would have been an impressive title run. You know what I mean? But. I think he should have dropped it to Seth or Cody. Seth would have been awesome because the mind game Seth played with him. Yeah. Hey, guys, or you do understand? I, I would have been more than happy if he would have lost it to um to Jay. That would have been fucking fantastic. And that would have been very interesting. A very great storyline you could have done from there, where you know it, it. He could have gone back for it. He could have, uh, you know, fought more for it, or have something happen with Solo and Jay, uh, Jimmy. Uh, you know, so much that you could have done in so many different options there that they fucking lost the opportunity with. But Seth did officially beat Roman Reigns. He's the last man to have a W. The last man to have a pin on him, of all people, is Corbin. But um, remember, when him and Seth fought, he took a chair to Seth and took the, and took the DQ, remember? What? I thought it was Jay who was the last person to get a pin on him. Singles, 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 singles. Yeah, but for the match with Jay, Jay actually also got uh, technically, technically would have gotten the pin. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Because yeah, of DQ. No, no, the last win is Seth. Because of a DQ. And the last pin was Corbin. A clean pin. That's when they did that big dog gimmick and he kept throwing dog food in Rome. You remember that? Yeah, and he had the two goons. I thought that was that was that was garbage. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of wondering. What, you mentioned the Cody thing. I totally agree with you. But I kind of wonder. And and listening to an interview on Pat McAfee, my boy. Uh, they interviewed The Rock. I guess they were they were they've been on The Rock for a couple of years, and they were gonna do it in L.A. But then Rock said something happened storyline wise, and he 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 backed out of it. So I'm wondering if if he's had this title run too, because LA is what two two WrestleManias ago. Mm-hmm. All right, I think so. No, so I wonder if they yeah they put in Cody instead uh, with the thing. But but they've been working on the Rock forever. I kind of wonder, did, especially when Voldemort is in charge. I kind of wonder if his dream of all dreams that he could sit there and just spew on himself was to have Roman versus Rock, and it just hasn't it hasn't happened for whatever reason. You know, Rock said the one year was because of story. Um, I kind of wonder if that's why they didn't drop it to Cody, so then he could drop it to. They hoped anyway, or not drop it, but lose to the Rock. I don't know. Again, it's just shitty booking. Um, build enough stars for which you can actually have a match a month. Regardless, I mean, right now, let's be honest. We don't think LA Knight's going to win. You couldn't build somebody last month that we didn't think was going to win, or the month before that. It could, you know, 
the, the titles suck right now. I'm going to be honest. The only, the only title that is worth a fuck is is going to be Gunther. Because he defends it all the time. It, minimum once a month, if not more. He defends on whoever the fuck comes in. With, and I love the fact he faces the big guy like Brunson, the little guy, uh, you know, whether it's Ricochet or Gable, whomever. He defends against everybody. Um, so, and he's had it as long as he had. I think I think he's had a more impressive run almost. But um, to go back to what you're saying, though, Brock, the WWEF, WWF, they all ran on the Workman title was the Intercontinental because it built up so much street cred, if you will, a wrestling cred, that you were a legitimate number one tender for the world title. But in between the Intercontinental and the world title, you had about eight, eight to ten guys that were the quote-unquote men eventers for which they would kind of rotate pushes to get to Hulk Hogan, for example, because I'm using WWE or whomever. And to your point, Brock, which I think is we discussed, and it's, it's a fantastic point. You shoot him; his first title is going to be world title probably night. Like I'd have almost had him go against Theory back in the day for the U.S. and then go for the world title. You know yeah. I mean? Because again, there's nowhere to go but down right now. There's zero to go but down. That's just my opinion. I'm a fat idiot. And with that, we'll end the show. We should end the show right before that, but I know you're editing, so that ain't gonna fucking happen. That's all in for you, buddy. <laughs> you just enjoy your fantasy football ass whooping, son. Whatevs. What? What? Anyway, for myself, Brock Bralik, this is Scoob Steve. <laughs> And Double J. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Heavyweight primate with a Harvard mind. Blood filled with a citrus mixture orange lime. Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind. Born to ride when the spring summer shine. Bonafide, eyes wide running high. You don't want the revolution to be televised. Terrified from the Arab Mountain death camps. With the iron burning hot, give you chest stamps. Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece With or without lead, burn about an ounce cheap To the neck like a razor for the stubble Raise inside the struggle, blazing in the huddle, yeah Dig a hole, throw the lamb in it Leather slippers in the sand, motherfuckers couldn't stand in it Myself on the back, don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk shack I tag. Close the window to your soul. We just have my luck burn. These old suckers getting placed into a young urn. Specialized like the little bus. Use my chubby little finger first to stimulate the clitoris. King Kong ain't got shit on us. I'm out here getting it for real. Why you motherfuckers fill a bus? Weed in my finger flicker. I'm on a solo mission. Started at pole position. Eyes on a long division. As it burned my thumb, I roll another one. Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son. Shoot the gold gift, leave your hoe stiff. Make your hoe sniff. Hootie and a blowfish. I'll play the coke king. Cause every motherfucker in here rockin' low dip. I'm on that old shit. Always likes to pat himself on the back.